Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How you doing, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How much so? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. We've had some uh, incredible weather, like plus 10, 12, 14 degrees Celsius lately. So that's, uh, I don't know what that is. That's 60s into the 60s Fahrenheit, I think. Yeah, we, I had, uh, on the way back from the hospital yesterday, I was in short sleeve shirt. Wow. February, that's fantastic, hey? Not really, because generally in the eastern seaboard of the United States, if it gets warm in February, watch it. For what? Because remember, Snowmageddon back in whatever it was, um, 2012, 2013, whenever it was, it had warmed up that first week of February, and then we got a blizzard. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I and got you. every, I think every time that happened while we were in that part of the world, it got worse before it got better. You know, uh, it warmed up. Oh, you know, uh, so how the snow just said, "I'm not done yet." How bad was Snowmageddon? <laughs> like when I hear an American say Snowmageddon, I'm like, "Was that an inch?" <laughs> No, it was, uh, I think at our house, it was over six feet. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that could be called a snow. And I, I left that day during the snow <laughs> to go to Montgomery, Alabama, drove in the blizzard the entire way. I remember you mentioned that once before. And then I was there for a week, drove back, and uh, unfortunately didn't had to deal with it, but Wow. Hey, you know, I had work to do. <laughs> that's right. That's right. She had all the shoveling done by the time you got back. No, the, the um, some of the guys in the uh, cul-de-sac at least no, right did on. the uh, minimum amount of shoveling for. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, we had one. Uh, we, we haven't had much snow at all. Like, uh, really kind of concerning, actually. You consider we have had so many dry summers. And, uh, like, right now, there's no snow on the ground anywhere. Um, and I would say probably six, seven years ago was the last real good snowstorm that we've had. Um, maybe even longer than that. But I was photographing a wedding in a little town that's probably half an hour away called Standard, Alberta. And uh, did some outdoor pictures, <clears throat> the wedding, and really nice, like, nice flat light, great for photos. And then uh, we got all our pictures done outside, and it started to snow. And then started like coming down heavy, so you could hardly see. And uh, it was funny because I had my little Civic, the same car I have now, and um, we were driving from there's a, a an old estate, like it's been in the family for I don't know how long, but a really cool old house, and they keep it decorated like it looks like something from like 1910, really neat, almost like a museum. And these people actually live there, and so they wanted to do indoor pictures, so we were doing those, and it was just outside this town. Then we're driving into town. And I saw this little, there's a red Cavalier that was the exact same color as my Civic and uh, had gone off the road and actually buried itself into an irrigation ditch. 
And uh, I was like, oh, that sucks for him. I didn't see any slow down, didn't see anybody inside. There's nobody in the vehicle. And then so I went to the hall and I'm getting everything set up. And all of a sudden people run in like, we need it. The photographer's not here. He's in the ditch. We got to go get him. And, and people are like, what? What? They're starting the reception. We need the photographer. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> like, who's in the ditch? I, like, I don't know. There's no, nobody in the car. I checked. But uh, I ended up getting snowed in that night. And I had to stay uh, at the bride's dad's house. And that was cool. He showed me his entire gun collection, like some of the coolest old shotguns. And we were <laughs> doing shots of whiskey, looking at his guns. And then I couldn't leave town. I think later, like by finally by five o'clock the next evening, enough farmers had gotten out with their big plows and plowed these things to get to the highway. But like the entire town had all this family, all this company for this wedding in it. And this little town's about 300 people. And uh, the, the like in the morning, guys are out there trying to get, you know, pathways to the doors of houses and stuff. And then they picked three houses that were all beside each other and said, we're going to do breakfast for everybody. And, and literally the town showed up. Like just packed people in these houses and people just bringing bacon, bringing eggs. And we had this huge uh, brunch. It was, it was actually really fun. It was kind of cool. But, and then I got home and Steph hadn't left the house yet. Cause we had uh, six foot snow drifts, like up to our front door. It wasn't six feet of snow, but just drifted that high right at our house. And it was crazy, man. But yeah, that's not the case right now. And we're supposed to warm up for the, for the next couple of weeks here. It's crazy. You know that why that uh, father of the bride was so cool to you? What is that? He had to go to his happy place. He didn't want to think about what was going on with his little girl that night. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's true. I knew, that's true. But yeah, no, it was uh, <clears> a <throat> was interesting. Um, and then I'm uh, you know, I got I got this tip from some uh, a viewer on my other channel my Jeremy Gertz channel and they suggested like have you ever uh I put these racks up for storing wheels in my shipping container so they're up high and so I made another one somebody suggested why don't you do like a, a high shelf like that all along one side of your shipping container and so that's what I've been working on the last couple of days I went and uh bought a whole bunch of steel and I've been putting that up so I'm gonna finish that today so I'm uh I'm excited to get that cleaned up and then hopefully get some room in there for more stuff. Have room to forge without shuffling too much stuff around. Or more bikes. More bikes. Yeah, I know. I keep looking. I'm like, I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, man. And then I went I went to pick up a... I was right by this motorbike shop and I want these hand guards for my DR. It's like, oh, I'm going to go swing in there real quick. And their inventory is probably 10 times what they had the last time I was in there. And there's looking, there's a couple of brand new Hondas. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad price. I should pick it up. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. But I will tell you this. You know my poor old welder that we talked a little bit about it recently? It has welded its last beat, and I'm convinced of that. I finished up last night welding about 530 in the evening, and... Man, it, it's starting. I don't know what it is that's slipping, but you'll hear it's ill weld and you can hear the, you know, the feed, but all of a sudden it'll go, eh, it makes this weird squeaking sound like, eh, and it stops feeding and it's doing it so much now that I can't, oh, like I'm telling you, I'm, I've never been embarrassed of my own welds. Like I am of these ones. I think they're good. Like, I mean, I had, I had decent heat, but it's, there's no constant flow with like 
flow for a bit, and you might get a quarter inch of nice weld where it's just and then all of a sudden it goes, oh, tried. And I thought, okay, I got to take some time. So I tried every setting. I know how to weld. Like I know how to set that thing up. Uh, clean, like it wasn't painted. It was clean material. Ugh. So I was, when I was welding that, and I also ran out of gas, like when I finished my last weld, the, the regulator was pointing at zero. <clears throat> That's a, I don't think I could have done another half inch. But um, I'm done with that welder. I'm going to actually take a hammer, and I'm actually going to smash it. Is it one of the welders that you can change the feed rollers? Because those are a consumable item, whether people realize it or not. I know you know this. I'm just, you know. It could be. Um, it's an AK-Matic, which is a rebranded Miller-Matic for Aquas. Okay. Yeah. I, I looked in there, and it kind of looked like they might be. But I am also, like, it's also a 130, like 130 amp, and I don't know. Yeah, time to upgrade. Yeah. I want that 210, the MP210. And then that one, that 210 has, it's a 220 or 110. And so that's nice because I, I got 220 in my garage. And that, I couldn't even tell a big difference just with my TIG welding when I run on 210 versus one, or 220 versus 110. But. Yeah, a long time ago, I had a chance to weld with side by side a one, and they're, Using the same everything except welder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the same kind of wire, the same uh, steel, the same weld, everything. So the only difference is going to be the welder. And the mm-hmm. only difference between the welder is the input, right, voltage. Mm-hmm. So started with a 110, then a 220, then a three-phase. Oh, well. And, oh, my God, it went from I don't think this is actually welding. I think it's just spinning metal onto the surface to welding to, oh, my God, this thing's laying butter. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. And the night, I would love one of the big commercial ones, like, with the, you know, 100% duty cycle, but, yeah, man, they're expensive. And do you really need it? I mean, can no. you justify that? <laughs> no, I don't need it. You know, it's funny, I, I look at, like, I think this MP is a 20 or a 30% duty cycle. I'm like, that, oh, that's going to, that's really going to handicap my, my ability to build stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, no, actually it's not, because it's not like I'm actually laying beads 20% of the time. <laughs> I cut a piece of steel and then I weld it in and then I'll go measure another piece. I'm like, yeah, that duty cycle should be just dandy. But yeah, I'm excited to do that. There's only one, well, from the supplier I go to, there's only one in Calgary right now. And uh, so I had uh, CO2 was what the <clears throat> the gentleman who had the welder before me, that's what he ran because it's cheaper. And so I went in and I actually bought a bottle of uh, Argon CO2 mix. And uh, so I need to swap out my regulator. And I was going to get just CO2, but I thought, well, if, if I do upgrade my welder, you know, I'd rather have the same fittings for the mix that everybody likes to use. And... Uh, yeah, so that's that's where it's at. Glad I didn't buy CO2. So now I got a big bottle of CO2 argon that needs a welder to to hang out with. So I I think I'm going to get one sooner than later. Even got Steph on board. I was telling her about it and then she sent me pictures of Facebook of welders and uh like 28 100 bucks, 3 grand and I'm like the one that I want brand new is cheaper than that. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, okay, that's good." So I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Yep. 
I, uh, you know, I want to put together, I had an old motorbike project I've started 10 years ago, an old XJ650 shaft drive, and uh, I pretty much made all the modifications to the frame, and it just needs to go back together, and I need to fab up a few small things. Um, so I don't know, I might, I might tear into that soon, I hope. Be kind of fun to get that on the road for summertime. So how's things? Uh, how's things in America doing uh, with the old political scene and all that? It's just. Yeah. Is it a crazy time? I think they're gonna. I think they're pausing for a minute. Uh, on most of the shenanigans because. They're too. There's too much going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you got inflation. You've got the sniffles. You've got the this, the that, the other. Uh, midterms are this year, <clears throat> so everybody's nervous about that. Then you got um, right as right as midterms end. Uh, the midterm elections in, then we're gonna start building up for the next election or presidential election. So every, everybody's got to calm down. Mm. Also, there's a lot of attention being paid to these convoys that uh, Canada started, and mm. now other countries are usurping, mm -hmm. and, which is good. Um, all of them should, but uh, yeah. although I think it's funny that the Media tried to say, our media tried to say, oh, right-wing extremists are trying to usurp the um, <laughs> Canadian convoy for its own ends. No, no, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. And then, but there was only one, uh, like MSNBC that said that, that I could see, and they only were like putting it out there as a feeler. No one was biting on it. Because even a lot of the left are starting to go, do we really need to be closed down again? Really? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I find so funny is that Quebec, and, and people are like, see, so we took our kids to a, a rally, and there's over 10,000 people, which is pretty impressive for Calgary. They had a freedom rally at Washington, in Washington at the Lincoln Memorial, and there's 40,000 people there. Uh, a whole bunch of famous people giving speeches, but, you know, we're at the rally, and then we're driving home, and Kobe's like, you know what, this, this doesn't do anything, though. And my kids, their first reaction is like, let's fight, let's let's throw the government over and let's take to the streets. I was like, no, no, like that is always the last resort. And I said, right now we have a very uh, intentionally ignorant government. They don't listen to us. They don't. And I said, so you do things and you step things up, right? And I said, you don't think this is doing stuff, but I tell you it is. And in Quebec, the week before the convoy arrived in Ottawa, they had announced that they were going to impose a tax on unvaccinated people. Like, just blows my mind how absurd it is to say that. But they said, yes, we're going to start to implement a tax if you're not vaccinated. And the convoy goes a week, a week and a half. All of a sudden, their mandatory vaccine passport program is ended. Weird, because they're protesting in Quebec, too. And I told the kids that, I said, that's literally the change that this can make. These are peaceful protests. If your government won't listen to you, if, if your government just is continually doing whatever they want with, with ill regard for their, the population that they're 
ah, you know, this is what you do. You step it up. You make things miserable. And and yes, like the the, the judges have ruled um, they're not allowed to honk air horns in Ottawa, which I could understand. You know, if I'm a resident of Ottawa, man, that would be really obnoxious if <laughs> if my house was along one of those roads. Um, but, and it's like, no, this is, you're not going to listen to us. This is how it works. And I, I think it's fantastic. Like we here in Alberta, we got rid of our mandatory, our vaccine passport. And so, what was it? On Monday they announced it? So Tuesday, yeah, I forget which day, but then the very next day we all went, we said, let's, oh, Wednesday morning was the first day we could. I said, let's go for breakfast. So we all went out for breakfast. Didn't wear a mask. The waitresses didn't have masks on and it's just like, feels so good, but um, Justin Trudeau right now, it's, people are pretty sure he's in Geneva right now. You know, he was in hiding and he came back and, you know, did a little few name calling sessions in parliament and they think he's in Geneva right now meeting with like Soros and his people. It's insane, man. They're like, what do we do? <laughs> this is out of control, you know? And so we got, oh, I got a, a megaphone for my birthday. I asked for one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go to another freedom rally on Saturday. And now I've got, I bought some big Canadian flags and I've got a megaphone. So I'm going to, uh, you know, flex my patriotic muscles and engage in some civil disobedience. <clears throat> yeah. Fun stuff. Oh, it's just crazy, man. But, uh, Hmm. Um, and you know, it, it kind of, you, you, you get excited about changes, right? Like what we heard about, okay, seriously, they might lift the restrictions and every, the whole bunch of provinces are doing it now. For Pete's sakes, California has gotten rid of all their COVID measures. Like what, you know, the, the, they seem to be the most communist lockdown state and like, oh yeah, we're going to ease restrictions. That surprised me. And then you know what happened? I don't know, you probably don't know this, but BC is actually increasing their restrictions now. They're making it so that you can't go to a dental office if you're not vaccinated, which is, you think about that. Dental work is bloody important, right? Like it can have a serious, profound impact on your overall health. It can kill you, right? Oh, you're not vaccinated? Don't have an experimental treatment? Oh, you don't get to go to the dentist. Man, that is... That's when my guns would come out. <laughs> be like, you're going to treat these teeth or else I'll come back and you won't want me to. That's nuts. Uh, there are a whole lot of people that if that were told to them, they were like, cool. Not going to the dentist. Hate it. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Can't that. make me go. Yeah. I know. I know somebody. Um, I, I don't know them. I know of them because I was standing there when they said it. Um. Uh, older gentleman, but not old, right? More than 45, you know, a little bit indeterminate, but you can tell he's at least older than that, Yeah. but not ancient because his skin's not, you know, all oniony yet. <laughs> so he's standing there and he's being drug in by somebody, probably a family member. And they're like, you know, you can smell the actual decay, right, Ugh. emanating from this gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and I've smelled a dead body. His has already started, <laughs> you know, just saying. <laughs> and they're like, you're going to, this is going to kill you. Okay, got to go with something. Wow. 
I'm not doing it. You know, and that's crazy. When the woman or the whoever it was had had to let go of him to show her ID, he he booked it. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You know, there's even references. Like, there's actually quite a few references in the Bible in different proverbs and stuff about, you know, as an aching tooth to the body and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's people that there've been studies that correlate. And this, this is, in my opinion, a little far reaching, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But the correlate, the, um, the relationship between flossing and that, that reduction on heart disease and because of infection and, you know, your, your gums are, you can get infection through your gums that can affect your, the rest of your body. I think that's a little push. People, I've heard a doctor say that flossing is, will reduce your risk of heart disease. And I'm like, I don't know about that, man. But, but I know when things go bad, like Steph had a bunch of dental work done last year and, you know, she had just stuff that needs to be worked on and, and tooth pain like cripples you. You know, she, it, it took four times longer to eat and she didn't enjoy eating. And it's like, once she got this stuff fixed up, she goes, I can't believe how how enjoyable it is to sit down for a meal now, you know? It's uh, quite impactful. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, I've got, and I've never had tooth problems, but. Your bacteria in your mouth has a direct, a direct on-ramp to your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so dangerous and that's why flossing is so important. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people, primarily women, who have to take, a lot of antibiotics before they go to the uh, dentist's office just because of that. You know? hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, Danette used to, um, but when she was young, the older she gets, the less likely she is to need that. Hmm. Um, just like her, she used to be deathly allergic to certain animals, uh, dogs or cats, and hmm. depending on the breed, and yeah, now not so much. You know, our bodies change. Yeah. And you can develop allergies. Sometimes too. not for the good. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, we're talking to like, because our kids have peanut allergies. And I didn't know this until we were at the specialist. And, and then they got tested. And then we got tested for allergies. And uh, so, you know, you, even adults can develop a peanut allergy like literally overnight. And I'm like, I didn't know that. That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, man, I haven't I haven't been ride a bicycle much. I, there's nice weather, there's no snow. I should be out there pedaling around and enjoying it, but it's uh, it's weird, dude. So I we got like security cameras, and I was in the city uh, a couple of days ago, and one was set off. So I'm like, oh, okay, setting at a light, and I looked at it, and it was a bee or a wasp. I couldn't tell, but it was literally buzzing right in front of the lens, and it triggered it. I'm like, that's insane for February. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the, the couple of warm days coming up. Like today, uh, the flies come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one bummer about <clears throat> summertime. It's just although, all the bugs. Although, this is the only place I've ever been in the entire world so far where we can have this many flies and they don't bother you. There's just more stuff here for them to bother, you know. Hmm. Um, that's more beneficial to them. They don't have to come um, jump on a sweaty human. Yeah, yeah. 
Like mm. our entire uh, south side of the house will be just covered. Really? In black flies. Do they poop on your stuff? Uh, you can't really tell. Oh. See, in the, in the fall, man, the flies are big, and they poop, and you can be five feet away, and you can see little... Yeah. Oh, bloody, I hate those things. And Like the um, stupid uh, hummingbirds. When they're hovering and eating, or landing and eating, you hear see them squirting, you're like, really? Dude, <laughs> yeah, it's my the- porch. I'm feeding you. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's funny. I just call them liberals now. Yeah, because they want everything for free, and then they shit on you. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know that's like my stupid cat. Like the only time it ever comes like to the front door when it needs food. Ugh. Although I see it with mice all the time, so it can stay. It can stick around. <clears throat> yeah, that's the bad thing about having like a barn cat or an outdoor cat. You got to be careful about feeding them. Yeah, you can't. Um, show them that, well, you don't have to hunt. Yeah. Because then they just kill it and leave it for you. Like, Dude, that's your job, not mine. Yeah. yeah. I know. Like, I've known cats that will just kill, not mine, but like my in-laws' cats, they would just leave. You come home every day and there'd be a mouse or, mouse or two there. It's like, eat it. Come on. I guess if you're killing it, it's still better than not than yeah. having it running around. No, if but. you're an indoor animal, generally it's, a, you know, what they want to do is kill it and bring it to you because, you know, thank you, you know, for all you do. Mm-hmm. I know you're in charge, so you get the first bite, you know, kind of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you can be in charge today. Indoor cats make me sick. Some Ugh. cats are just, I know all cats are evil. Mm-hmm. Some are just cuter about it. Mm-hmm. No. But not, but that's rare. Yeah, when I see pictures, like, you'll, you'll be looking through Instagram and people have pictures of, like, a cat on their couch. I'm like, oh, my word, that makes me sick. <clears throat> you know, we had, uh, my dad had some rental property, and I remember, I was a kid, I don't know, 10, 12, we had to rip all the carpet out. They are doing a renovation. And one suite had cats in it, and it was clean. Like, we went in there, and it was clean. Like, this person was a very tidy person. And there were cats in there for about eight months. And they'd ask permission and said, fine, you know, we're doing a renovation anyways. We're going to rip the carpet out and so go ahead. Anyways, there was cat dander like in the middle of the room underneath the underlay. And there was only one cat in there for eight months. Behind every baseboard was cat hair. Like it, that stuff goes everywhere. It is not like dust that just, it was so disgusting. It was the most disgusting cleanup we've ever done. And we were constantly covered in cat hair. One cat eight months. And when I saw that, I remember as a little kid, I said, there is no other, no other way. Cats inside are disgusting. And I've had like tenants be like, can I have a cat? And I'm like, no, if you say that, I'm going to evict you. (laughs) Like, no, zero cats. They belong outside. That's it. Oh, gross. Um, did I tell you our cat got stuck on a pole? Go ahead. Oh, did I, did I tell you our cat got stuck up on a pole? No. So we've got this herd of cats, like literally a herd of cats at my neighbor's house. And she's this old outbuilding. It's cat. It's a cat house, she calls it. And these suckers are big and they're mean and they don't like my cat. And sometimes I'll be outside and I'll hear this like, 
a cat screaming and cats like, like, you know when cats fight? I won't know where it is, but I'll hear it. And I'm like, oh, my word. <clears throat> it was Christmas Day, I think, I or evening. I was taking, like, some scraps out to the cat. And I heard this. And I'm like, oh, great. And I just, and trying to run away. And there's cats moving. It was dark. Anyways, didn't hear anything else. That's weird. <clears throat> so I thought, I'm not going to feed these evil neighbor cats. So I took this food in. Checked out later, a couple hours later, called to my cat. Usually she comes. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I thought, okay, whatever. And so the next morning we go out, and I could hear this cat, but I didn't know where it was. And it was really cold, like minus 35 cold. It had climbed up to the very top of our power pole <laughs> and was sitting on top. And it couldn't get down. And this is Christmas Day. I'm like, you can't call the power company and be like, my cat's on my pole. Oh, that poor thing. And it would make a climb down to like five feet where this one brace was for this wire. And it would get scared and then go back up. And it would do this cycle. It ended up coming down. But I was like, I don't know what to do for you, cat. I'm not I'm not going up there. I was looking. I typed it into Google. And it's like, whatever you do, do not try to get it down yourself. Because <laughs> I was thinking, what if I lean a ladder up there? And then I was like, yeah, no. Don't even think that thought, Jer. But <clears throat> sorry, what were you going to say? Well, before I go there, well, how good of a shot are you? You can get that cat right off there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I, I was half contemplating, like, what if I, I I popped it with an airsoft BB or just scared enough to make it run down? But, yeah, no, it eventually came down, like, I think it was later Christmas Day. But I was kind of like, man, that cat's not going to survive. It's like minus 35 Celsius. And, it, like, I'm at the bottom of the pole. I'm like, come on, kitty. It's like crying. It literally going. He was like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a hardened heart. You're not going to make me feel bad for you. But just get down, you stupid cat. Like, don't be dumb. Yeah, cats are stupid and they're jerks. Yeah. What, uh, you know, you see a cat on the couch in somebody's Instagram photo and it makes you sick. I hate when somebody spends a lot of time and effort making a gourmet sandwich Throws up a post on Instagram and there's mayonnaise dripping from it. Just <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise with avocado. Mm, 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 mm. This is ruining a superfood. <laughs> That's funny. That is the. I don't know. The exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah, man. We've been um, we've been like stocking up food. And we got like a pretty good stash now. We bought a, a second freezer and that thing's like filling up. Every Wednesday night, we drop the kids off at youth group and then we hit the Costco. Man. <clears throat> oh, we can have, can you tell increase in food prices there or no? Like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Like we went to Costco and one, like last Wednesday, not this week, but the week before. And we buy four jugs of milk at a time, 16 liters of milk a week. That's actually what we go through. And one dollar went up by one dollar in a week. That's crazy. It's getting so expensive these days. Yeah. And uh I'm noticing a lot of people selling a lot of toys now. Um, like my have you ever heard of a Dyson air wrap? No. 
it, it's a hair thing. I have no clue how it even works. Dyson, of course, it's like oh, way overly priced. Oh yeah. Having said that, uh, Dyson stuff is pretty insanely good. Um, about Steph, a Dyson hair dryer, and she swears it's like not even in the same same league. But anyways, Ava wants one of these. My daughter, and so oh, you got money, you work, you can you can get if you want. And brand new ones for sale, six hundred bucks, and that's like a great price. But uh, things like that. So I think the regular price you can't get them. Like Ava has her name on a waiting list with the Hudson's Bay Company, and they just don't come in. And so they're like, I think new, they're seven or eight hundred bucks. And uh, she's been waiting for one. She's going to buy one. But it's like, why would somebody, and we actually know this person, uh, why would someone buy like an $800 hair curling apparatus and and sell it like a week later for 600 bucks? And I think it's because it's like, holy crap, the, the gasoline just went up 10 cents a liter, right? And all these things are just, poof, poof, poof. all of a sudden you go to the grocery store and it's costing you $100 more than it did the week before. It's insane. Well, maybe they got cancer and their hair's going to fall out, so they don't really need it anymore. Yeah, maybe that could be it too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just <laughs> noticing that trend. Have you noticed that trend? Like, yeah, it's everything crazy. Everything is up. Yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> our local news just had a poll yesterday. Ooh, how are increased food prices affecting your life? Uh, the dumbest question ever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm eating less and spending more. Uh, yeah, jerk. Yeah, quality of life oh, is down. I'll tell you where it is affecting people. On the way back from the hospital yesterday, we stopped and had lunch. Mm-hmm. And generally, you can't go wrong. It's not going to be great, but it's not going to be bad. It's going to be consistent throughout. If you go to one of those chain Mexican restaurants, sit down and eat Mexican restaurants. Okay, yeah. You know, there's always going to be the same. Oh, my yeah. God. The meat was absolutely horrendous. Really? What and kind of meat, meat is going to be the first uh, cost-saving measure yeah. in the food industry. You know, they're going to go from using ribeye to sirloin. Yeah. Huh. And hamburger to kangaroo. You know, yeah, right? yeah. The sawdust. Hey, it happened in the 80s. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's crazy. Um, you know that we got, we got this. the highest inflation... In, increase rate in 40 years since mm-hmm. 82. Yeah, I know. It's, and we're it's, still trying to recover from uh, Cotta. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Did you hear that the uh, the leader of the conservative party got kicked out? Yeah. Um, that's good. The guy that's put his name down, Pierre Poulivier, good, good dude, man. Like, I like this guy. Uh, he's from Alberta, uh, and that see that's a good like he's got very conservative sensibilities. Like he does a lot of YouTube stuff, and I, I watch. I'm like, this guy's just half intelligent. Like, just plain and simple. It's like this: if we do this, this is gonna happen. I'm like this, like, oh, I like the dude. Really good guy. He's got a French name, so that's great for the people in Eastern. He's a young guy. He's got a family. Well, young. He's like forty or something like that. But. um Seriously, he could he could overturn uh, Trudy for sure. I think anybody could at this point. <laughs> He's the laughing stock of the entire planet. <laughs> yeah. But, Somebody, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to look for it this morning and I couldn't find it. But there was a one of those like multi part memes mm-hmm. 
like well, it has like different panels in it. Yeah. Where Trudeau was running against a popsicle stick and lost. <laughs> but that's funny. Check your. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That actually makes me no think. No cent stamp. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> One thing I was thinking: I bet the Biden administration loves what's going on in Canada right now. Because not all the attention's on on Mr. Puddinghead, hey? <laughs> the stuff that he says is so... I get excited every time I see him talk in public. And also sad. I was thinking about it today. I, was, I deeply feel really sad for Joe Biden. Because he doesn't know what's going on. And he's at the age where he should be acting the way he acts at a country club, right? Like, he should just be retired, you know, those last few years before you get put into a home. And you, you're just having fun and nothing matters. It's like, okay, well, don't drive anywhere. Just go play golf with your friend. Okay. He doesn't know what's going on. He has no clue. And you know they're, those, I, they're being mean to him by making well, you know those stories about mythology and other things, you know, but it's just fictional stories about selling your soul mm-hmm. and the dangers. And there's an old parable about this. And I don't know it word for word because I haven't read the parable in I don't know, 40 years, but there's a parable about selling your soul um, that you better write the contract yourself. Mm, yeah. You know, because here's the thing. Biden has been wanting to be president since the mid-70s, and he has done horrific things to good people behind the scenes, He's been a racist his entire life. He's been a misogynist his entire life. So eventually, he's like, hey, Satan, you said I was going to be president. Oh, you will. You will. Don't don't worry. Don't worry. But he gets to be president when he's a pudding head. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Evil no, ain't I, worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I hear you. Um, yeah. I'm a misogynist and a racist, too. I found out. I didn't know. I had no clue. Like, I don't have those malicious thoughts that, you know, take over like a cancer. But I didn't get vaccinated. And Justin Trudeau says, if I'm not vaccinated, I am a racist and I am a misogynist. So there we go. (laughs) Well, somebody, I heard this. It was on TV, but I was in a public place, you know, like a waiting room. Yeah. And other people were there. And I was like. They were on TV going, and it was a somebody had their kid with them. Some politician had their kid with them, and that kid said, "If you don't get vaccinated, you hate children." And I just, without a beat, without skimming a beat, I just said to the TV, "No, I hated them before," (laughs) and the room erupted with laughter. Funny. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Oh no, no, really, I hated you before. Yeah. That's funny. And I will, I am shocked and amazed, and not in a good way, at this area that I unfortunately decided to, unfortunate in a way, uh, that I decided to retire in. There's some tinfoil hat-wearing weirdos here. I told you about the guy at the nuclear medicine office who's probably listening to this. Uh, yeah, you're still crazy. Um, <laughs> and now... The doctor yesterday, been working at this hospital, VA hospital, 27 years. Yeah. 
believes in the Illuminati. You don't? No. <laughs> the people in charge ain't that smart. But no. anyway, the... And no, she was like, just out of nowhere. Oh, so you're a big Biden supporter? No. <clears throat> but on the other hand, wasn't a big Trump supporter. Yeah, I hate them both. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't know what to say. And I'm like, look, we came from D.C. We have both worked in um, multiple, under multiple presidents, right? Mm-hmm. We know, we've seen the inside. We've seen, we've been in behind the curtain. None of them are that good. None of them are that smart. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're all being controlled by the Illuminati. She said, I'm like, oh my f- God. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, I love the idea. It's so fascinating. Uh, do I believe in it? Nope. Um, and somebody asked me one time, well, how do you know they're not there? You can't prove a negative. It's difficult to prove a negative, almost impossible to prove a negative. You prove the positive. If you think it exists, you prove it. And he started, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, the, the, the thing on the back of the dollar bill with the eyeball. That's from the Masons. What does that prove? Yeah. Nothing. And it's from the Masons. Anyway, they. There is a similar I line, said, though. I told him, I said, okay, if there's been a group of individuals controlling the world since the days of the pharaohs. Wow. They're doing a bang up job, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's, there is, I don't know. Like you look, so right now uh, they're setting up Nuremberg 2.0 and when you dig deep and you just start, I've got this book where I just write down stuff <clears throat> and you, you find these facts, you verify these facts and then you start connecting things and it is insane. Uh, like, like for instance, the, the appointed recently appointed chief of police for Ottawa, he was brought in under the recommendation of Delight and Tooch, Delight and Tooch, whatever. Um, oh shoot. I, I don't have it in front of me, but they're, they're owned by a bigger company, and that bigger company also owns uh, who's uh, Neil Young with? Uh, Spotify. No, no, not anymore. <laughs> um, something, not something, anymore. some weird name, right? And it's like it's so crazy, and it might just be. Well, I don't think there's a coincidence. I don't think the word coincidence is is worth speaking, because um, I don't think anything is coincidental, but. You look at, like, even if you look at, okay, Bill Gates, you know, I have got all these figures written down, how much money he's donated to media foundations, the press, essentially. Uh, you look at how much he's done and uh, different insurance he's taken out on different things, how much he's invested in different uh, medical and scientific research. It's very, very, like, when you look at all this stuff, stuff that the media will never ever share, and you got to dig for it, and you have to verify it as best you can. Like it, it's like, oh wow, cool. And people say, oh, you know, you're crazy if you think this is just. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't well, know. Something that I don't, I don't attribute it to Bill Gates himself. I attribute it to his ability to have the right people around him at the right time. 
<clears throat> but he gives almost, almost the same amount of money <clears throat> to right-wing as well as left-wing media, all media. Mm-hmm. Just some of it comes through shell corporations, right? Mm-hmm. But that's why you don't hear anything about him. Exactly. Unless it's his own press release. He pays the media, shut up about him. That's a brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Howard Hughes did it until it didn't work. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, and the, it's weird that, you know, they'll have these uh, climate summits and there'll be all the super, super wealthy ultra elite. You know, I was listening to a podcast about it and they say, okay, the desire of a man, you know, generally most men want to make their lives better and it's an innate desire. And that's what makes life fun and exciting, right? That is like air quotes, the American dream, the pursuit of the American dream, the pursuit of happiness. We can work, we can, you know what, I'm going to bust my butt and I'm going to get a first home. We're going to have a nice little neighborhood, right? And, you know, ultimately that usually culminates at the end of life is like, yeah, we're at the country club. You know, I don't have to work so hard. I get to go out for breakfast with all my friends and, you know, the seniors have a good time and blah, blah, blah. And that's, if people would be happy with that. It's like, man, that was a great life that I had. You know, you raise a family, blah, blah, blah ups and the downs. And if you can end at this point, now you look at the super wealthy and the super rich when literally nothing is out of their reach, anything they want. Like I, I'm like, okay, I, I was hey, jonesing for a motorbike and, and for years and years and finally I bought a DR650 and I was so stoked. And the reason I got that is because it's fairly tame, still enough to get me where I need to go. But if I want, I could go buy a Ducati right now. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be wouldn't be wise, but that's always sounds like, ah, maybe in the future you have these things that you can look forward to and like, oh yeah, a couple of years I want to get this. But when you've got so much money that there's nothing off the table, right? Anything on earth you want, you got it. You want an airplane? Get an airplane. Get four of them. It doesn't matter. You can buy them all. Um, they're saying that, you know, the psychology <clears throat> that happens to a brain like that has never been studied before. Like, just think about that. Like, if you literally, if anything on earth you ever wanted is yours. You don't even live in the, it's it's not the same playing field. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're all of a sudden, you're removed from the human experience that everyone on earth goes, goes through. Well, it's an incredibly sliding scale. Because yeah. what you want and what you'll need to achieve that is different from me. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have... Uh, uh, George Bezos on one end of the spectrum and just some guy living in a cabin in the mountains on the other. Yep. They both have everything, can have everything they've ever wanted. Just what they want is different. Mm-hmm. It's just an incredibly sliding scale. And if you think the guy up on the mountain living in a shack is crazy, you're right. And so is Bezos. Mm-hmm. In, in a way. They're crazy in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they did what they had to do in life to be able to get exactly what they want out of it. That's crazy like a fox. But now I'm so bored with all my money, I have to go F it up for other people. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's too much what people do is they want they want to be cool. Well, what's cool? Well, right now it's clean energy, so I'm going to throw my name and my money behind something I don't understand <laughs> and don't even know if it's right or wrong. But possible. I'm going to get my name out there because I'm into clean energy. Yeah. Are you? Are you really? Yeah. You worry you'd be the nuclear. 
I, uh, <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But I don't know. And, you know, when you see, so Justin Trudeau, what he's trying to do, <clears throat> he was always being a super elite, right? Um, super powerful, super elite, brought up with a silver spoon in his mouth, has no concept of normal life for the vast population of Earth. And, and, and even North Americans, we are, you know, we're well off compared to the, yeah. the majority of the population of the world. But, you know, he, he was so stupid that he, most people in that situation, you're like, okay, okay, some, let's groom him to be a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, he couldn't even get a full-time job as a drama teacher. That's literally how pathetic and stupid he is. And it's like, oh, no, he wants to get into politics. So now it's, there's, it's weird business that goes on. Like, like <laughs> when he's running his campaign, he's like, how are we going to balance the budget? His budgets balance themselves. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you're a drama teacher. That's cool. Let's, let's vote for him. Uh, when he was uh, he's being grilled by the media and saying, are we going to respond to this, to these truckers? You know, they, they want all mandates dropped immediately. And he had a little hissy fit. We're all sick of the pandemic. We're all frustrated. We're all, we need to be done with this. We all feel like this. And he goes on and he says, but mandates are the way to end restrictions. <laughs> it's like, did you just hear what you said? But living with mandates is how we end the restrictions. I'm like, dude, you're fully, fully retarded. Fully retarded. You just said by by living with restrictions is how we end restrictions. Man, you are a special kind of stupid. You know? The good thing is that every year his numbers go down and down and down. This year, he won with 30% of the popular vote. Like, he only had like 5 million people vote for him, or three or something like that. He had a third of the people vote for him as the first time he ran. So that's a good sign. And he just keeps screwing things up. Every time he shows his face, opens his mouth, he does something stupid and pisses off more people. But Oh, I was going to tell you. So do you hear the... The Ottawa police were confiscating jerry cans from the protesters. No. So people were bringing jerry cans to keep these rigs fueled up so they can idle, you know, sleep in them because it's cold in Ottawa. And uh, the police actually were seizing them and they had these big wheelbarrows and they're confiscating them. And uh, there's a meme. Somebody took a picture. It's like Canada, the, the price of fuel has gone so high that even the police are stealing gas from each, from citizens. But anyways, that evening a judge ruled. He said, you have to give that back to them. And uh, there's a bunch of lawyers there now. And basically they're saying under the Geneva Convention, and this is information that should should get out there. If you're protesting and if you get arrested or cited, obviously peaceful protesting is one thing. Like if you're actually doing violence, that's a totally different thing. But um, they say if you get, if they interfere with a peaceful protest at all, get their full name not constable this, get their full name and their badge number, and they can be charged under the War Crimes Act of the Geneva Convention. And there's a, oh, what's it called? There's a group of lawyers that are based in Calgary. It's like Calgary Foundation for Constitutional Freedoms or something like that, I forget, or Canadian whatever. But, yeah, they're going down there, and they'll, if that happens, they say you call them immediately, and they will represent you, and they will actually charge the officers and they've actually had some of them convicted and fired 
under the war crimes during even during this, like just boom. They said, nope, there's been protests going on and these officers interfere. That's illegal. Like that's a violation. That's a war crime. So it's kind of cool. Like the tides are turning, you know, like we are finally winning and we're finally like, oh, this tyrannical rules. It's coming to an end. I'm so happy, man. I'm so stoked. I'm going like protesting again this weekend. I don't wear a mask anywhere except the church. And I've got, have you seen those mingle masks, those clear plastic things? Yeah. Yeah, I wear one of those. kind of just kind of sit on your chin. <clears throat> but um, I believe it's an important part of the human existence to see faces. And uh, yeah, I don't wear a mask. Nobody bugs me because I'm a bigger dude. You know, I'm, I don't look like the nicest guy. And I think people would be stupid if they mess with me. Um, but you could tell they'll give me dirty looks and stuff. And then... If Steph is out, they'll like, oh, you should put your mask on. They hassle her. And then if I'm with her, they, they don't do anything. But it's like, dude, I'm done. I'm done. I'm hoping. I'm hoping somebody says, get your mask on. I was like, call the police. Get them in here. Because there is no authority that requires me to wear a mask. Well, yes, there is. No, there's not. You look at what happened. It's unconstitutional. They, they put in place a COVID cabinet is what they called. It wasn't voted on by the MLAs. And the premier said, you can decide when this is done. That power was given based on willy-nilliness. So I don't, I don't submit to one person just saying, hey, I'm going to take authority here. Thank you. Not, not happening. I'm so stoked. So this loudspeaker I got can be heard for over a mile, they say. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I've got a really loud voice, like obnoxiously loud. When I yell, um, like the kids laugh, we're at the protest, and then they're just saying, they're chanting freedom. And so then I did a couple, like, freedom. And I didn't notice it, but the kids are like, everybody around me, as soon as I said, they just kind of stopped and they're shocked, right? Because I'm super loud. But at the end of it, and it's, it's like my voice is gone. And I, it takes me a week to recover. Um, so yeah, I think I might, I don't know if I've met anybody that can yell louder than I can. Like I'm obnoxiously loud and it sounds aggressive and it's wonderful, but I'm just going to talk now to my my loudspeaker, <laughs> freedom, freedom, <laughs> at a super high volume. Fun stuff. Well, if you get arrested, just tell Steph to let me know, and I'll start a GoFundMe legal <laughs> defense fund. Yeah, not GoFundMe because it will take your money. Do you hear what happened no, with that? I just won't call it anything related to <laughs> what it really is. Yeah. Did you hear what happened with that? The GoFundMe? Depends on which one you're talking about. There's been several. But. Yeah, so the one that was going to the Canadian Freedom Convoy had $10 oh, million. No. Bucks. $10 million, and GoFundMe decided they're not going to send the money to them. And they said, no, we're not going to support this. They said, we're going to reallocate the money to the charities of our choosing. And a federal judge in the United States had to step in and say, not a bloody chance. And I, they actually, it was a, a U.S., court actually had to step in and say, nope, this is wrong. You have to return every single penny to every single donor. And they said, we've already started distributing it. I said, well, then you're going to have to, then that was a contribution on your behalf because everybody has to get every red cent back. Yeah. It goes it, to where it was intended <clears throat> or back to the donor. Isn't, isn't that shady? You can't just decide. And do you know what GoFundMe has sent money to? They sent money to Antifa and their takeover. They literally allowed funds to go to that group. But truckers, yeah. oh no, they have to. my word, They're yeah. Racist if they don't. Yeah. Well, I'm a racist too, because I'm not vaccinated. I'm a misogynist and a racist, although I am trans-vaccinated. 
you know, it's my truth and I like to be woke like everybody else and use their logic. So maybe I'm only a trans racist and a trans misogynist. Wow. I'll have to think on that one for a while. Well, I just don't identify as that. I, I identify <laughs> as a normal white male. Oh, you're so... that That's hurtful, Todd. That's hurtful. <laughs> How dare you? You have an identity? That That is hurtful to me. Well, if they can have an identity, <laughs> so can I. No, you can't. Because I, I, I you're a white let anybody male. anybody have it both ways. You're a white male. You can't have an identity. <laughs> oh, yeah. If the first thing that comes out of your mouth is race, you're a racist. <laughs> I don't care right. who you are. That's right, exactly. And if it, you're Spike Lee, you're a racist, and I don't <laughs> care what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I got a question about you. When we're doing, uh, sorry, uh, is it too weird just to totally flip subjects again? That's the nature of this show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm curious about the details of your welder, your feron. What do they call it, Fronius? Yeah. See, I've, I've never really looked into them, and I was thinking about it all week this week. I'm like, so I want to know why Todd went for that one. I have no brand loyalty. I'm just kind of curious. Like, what what's amperage? Do you ha- do you know that off the top of your head? No, not off the top of my head. But what sold me on it was, it it can do what I want to be able to do, including MIG weld aluminum without a spool gun. Seriously, it can feed aluminum wire. Really? And I mean, it has a new a liner that you have to change. But oh, okay. so what? You know. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because those spool guns look so clunky. Like, I love the idea well, I've of... I've tried to... You, you know, welding is hard enough, mm-hmm. right? Aluminum welding is hard enough. And now you're going to hold a, you know, yeah. Yeah. a 10-pound thing in your hand that wobbles back and forth. Oh, yeah, that makes it easier. Yeah, plus access. Like, there's a lot of times when you just got to curve the end of your MIG gun in there to finish up a little well or something, and like... I could see that thing limiting, or you'd have to rejig stuff or always be positioning it differently. Because I'm like, there's a lot of places I weld that just wouldn't fit. And for some reason, the frequency involved in that horrendous noise that is aluminum welding mm-hmm. gives me a migraine. So. Uh, yeah, I know. That's a, that's an obnoxious sound. Well, that must sure. be at the same frequency as my first mother-in-law. <laughs> that's right. The mother-in-law frequency. (laughs) (laughs) Are you welding right now? (laughs) Yeah. I might look into, I I don't even know where to buy Feronius. I don't know where you'd look for that. That's a good go to like a welding supply specific store. The only only ones that I've ever seen though at at those places, because I go to them regularly to buy my gases and liquid nitrogen. They only have Miller or Lincoln. That's it. Not even the ESAB or whatever it is. I think those are pricier though. Oh yeah. How's how's Fronius? Are they more expensive? They're depends on what which one you get. Yeah. There's some are that are really reasonable and then there are some that are you're like, oh my God, how much? Yeah. But I got I got it from shopweldingsupplies.com. Hmm. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, yeah, because my neighbor, my new neighbor, 
he's a truck driver and he does hauls between Canada and US. And he's he's funny. Every time he comes home, he'll be outside. As soon as he sees me like outside doing anything, he's comes over to the fence with a beer. And uh, I like the cool dude, man. Like just you know, you have a neighbor that's like every time he's outside, he talks to you and you guys get along good. That's who he is. So it's cool. Um, but he's like, oh, anything you want. He goes, I'll give you an address to ship to. I always stop there. And he says, I'll, I always have room for stuff. He says, anything. He goes, if you buy a car, I can bring a car back for you. Because I got room on my truck for a car, you know. But uh, it's cool. He's also going to take me for a ride in his Tesla. He said, you ever been in a Tesla? I'm like, no. He goes, you want to go? I said, well, because we we're getting ready to head to the city. I said, I can't right now. He goes, oh, I'll take you. He goes, zero to 100 in 2.6 seconds. I'm like, dude, really? He's like, oh, yeah. So that'd be, that's going to be fun. He goes, oh, you're going to like it. You're going to like it. <laughs> it's cool. I'm a good old Russian neighbor. But um, that would be an option, too, if chopwallingsupplies.com. If, uh, I had it shipped to that place, and then he could bring it back for me, but we'll see. We will see. <clears throat> oh, yeah, all these Fronius ones, hey? I got the Trans Steel 2700. Uh, so it's 2600 it, US. Is it real steel then, or is it it's Trans Steel? So I just identify it as steel. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say You got a trans welder? Is it, so it's not a welder then. It's, it's a milling machine? <laughs> Very common in Thailand. Come on. Yeah, that's right. So the 2700 you got? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's American. So they are pricey machines. Yeah. Huh. Well, what's the... But, uh, you know, the the miller I was looking at was probably a Grand Moore. Oh, okay, yep. What's the amperage on this one? Let me just see. Makes for a great podcast when we're just looking up. Um, okay, so 180 and then 220 in the TIG. So that's about the same. So like the, the 210 MP is uh, 210 amps. Yeah. I think, I think Lincoln's uh, targeting that market, though. Like the the garage warrior who can't buy a full on commercial machine, but they want more than like the Hobart handler from Home Depot and FlexCore, you know? Well, there for a <clears> long <throat> time there wasn't anything in between. Mm-hmm. You either went full on commercial or you got this crap from tractor supply and there, you know, there really wasn't it, you know, there really wasn't something uh legit high um, heavy duty welder for somebody who wants to do their own welding at home. Yeah. Yeah. Or a maker or a crafter at home, you know, whatever. Yeah. So this one actually has a really good duty cycle, this Fronius. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're on the 240, and it's 60%. I'm not saying he was the end-all, be-all, but... Um, I've never even heard of Fronius until Chucky, uh, before he got kicked off the internet. Yep. And I did some research, and uh, not listening to what he said, because he was a professional salesman. I get it. But he was a great kid, you know, until he wasn't. Mm -hmm. But uh, did my own research and looked at, all right, here's the welder I would like to have, but... 
I can't justify for the amount of welding I'm going to do that kind of money, even though I can't afford it, you know? Mm -hmm. So what else is there out there? That's good. You know, I looked at a used ESOB, um, you know, Mm -hmm. in fact, I missed one at an auction, uh, that looked like it was in great shape, barely used. And, uh, It, you know, hmm. I just missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this Fronius is a much better machine than... If you buy the, the multi-process for the MIG, TIG, and stick, it's like 3800 bucks U.S. This, this well, to me, is borderline... The, the 2700 is multi-process, and yeah. at the time I bought it, I got the aluminum welding kit mm-hmm. free. Oh, wow. Almost $300 worth of stuff free. Yeah. Because you can buy it as the multi-process or just as MIG only. Yeah, mine's multi-process. Yeah. This but, to me is as borderline like professional commercial. This is this is a quite a bit above. That's what it looks like to me than like the garage warrior. Yeah. I think it's uh, more than I want to. I don't do enough welding to justify it. I don't either, but it's the, you know, I wanted something that's as capable or nearly as capable <clears throat> as commercial, just for good welds. Yeah, yeah. Because I know how important a weld is. <laughs> yeah. And when you have a machine that is just dialed, and, like, I I know what that's like, and it is such a pleasure. You know, you just, zzz, and it does how what you want, and then it's not hard. If everything's set up right and, and you know, you haven't had too much coffee, man, you can get beautiful-looking welds that are strong. And there's nothing more frustrating, and I know this because I was living it last night, than a welder that doesn't weld properly, that doesn't work. It's like, man, I have, I've welded for hours, probably several hundred hours of actual welding in my life. And I know how to do it. I know what it should be. And I know when a machine just will not give that to you. Oh, man. That's why I'm not only just getting rid of this, I'm actually going to take it out with a hammer. I'm going to, I'll film it. I don't know if I'll put it on the internet, but I just want, I'm just going to beat this thing up with a, with a hammer. I just better make sure. I don't think there's any like What do you mean? Capacitors Put that in there. stuff on the internet and go, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, look what it did for Andrew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Run like it that. over with your excavator. <laughs> that's you know? right. Yeah. Uh, this is my sponsorship from Acklands. <laughs> this thing's a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever sponsor a video of mine again. I hate you. <laughs> Comes out. He was never sponsored by Acklands. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He got views. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you know, just say I'm. You know, I like to celebrate my um, the end of my Acklands sponsorship and the beginning of my. Federal ammunition sponsorship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. So one of the companies I had on the table to work with was Bass Pro Shops. That's who they advertised for. And uh, I couldn't do that because uh, my, my, neither of my channels do anything with that. Even though, like, personally, yes, I go to Bass Pro Shops. Uh, I don't buy much there. I find they're very expensive, but still love it. You know, they've got all the things to look at. We could but, have done um, some bow hunting on Jeremy Ger- Jeremy the Gertz. Yeah, it was, it was only my Simple Life channel they were looking at, though. Well, yeah. I know. I know. It's like, come on, man. I get like 400 views a video over here. Isn't that enough for you? 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. Well, I mean, you know, if you go all the way back to the beginning of Simple Little Life, you could have, you know, in in that that's vein. That's true. That's true, yeah. That's kind of how but, it started. <clears throat> I'll still get uh, comments. It depends on how much they're paying, too. Yeah. And how much you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then how much you get. That, that sponsorship would be different, I think, because obviously my Princess Auto, well, no, it would, it'd be somewhat similar. Basically, they pay you to make the video, and then they give you money to buy stuff to make the video with. It's funny, because I go to Princess Auto, like I bought all the steel <clears throat> at Princess Auto, and uh, I, was a, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, I got my gift cards, right? And so it was like 1500 bucks in gift cards, and so I went and bought some steel, and I'm just... Swiping gift card, I'm like, oh, I've never seen a gift card for six hundred dollars before. And I, I said, this one's nine hundred. And she goes, oh, where do you get those from? And I said, Princess Auto sponsors my YouTube channel. <laughs> I said, so they just send me fifteen hundred bucks. And I said, I got it yesterday, so I thought I should go shopping today. She goes, that's cool. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I, uh, but it's a pain because now there's a guy with a sponsorship from a auto parts store, you know, like yeah. Napa or something. They mm-hmm. sent this dude uh, like a Visa debit card or a credit card, and yeah. they just load money on it. <laughs> That's cool. That's fun, hey? And his channel is so big, you know, the amount of money on it is probably considerable. But Yeah. And then I heard through That's the grapevine, uh, I don't know how true it is. I imagine it's at least partially true that, Somebody we both watch is so big right now with sponsorship and has been for several years that companies, some companies, just send him something in hopes, though, he'll mention it with no guarantee, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, had, yeah, I've had people offer that for Simple of Life, too. Like, we just send you something if you like it. Oh, no, I meant, like, good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you, what's wrong with a flashlight? <laughs> no. I don't know, like a five thousand dollars <clears throat> gun. Yeah, yeah. No, I th- I believe that's true, hundred percent. Because you look at it, um, if they go for it, if they're like, hey, uh, you you know, like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. It they, there's so many views. Like, so after our podcast last week, I had that call with that advertising company, and I was talking to him, and I said, so how, you know, Princess Auto, how happy are they? I said, oh, they're so thrilled. I'm like, are you serious? And I said, but there, I said, my Canadian view, she goes, and he said, well, we don't give that to them. That was just for us. I said, Princess Auto doesn't know how many views are Canadian. And he said, to tell you the truth, the, 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 the marketing department at Princess Auto is so old school. They still think completely in terms of print media, television, and radio ads. And so when they see how many mentions they'll get on like one of your videos if it gets 10,000 views and have four mentions that's 40,000 mentions their their socks are knocked off right now they're like I can't believe we're having our name said that many times you know and they're like this is incredible and I said too I said well that's is I said isn't this the cheapest form of advertising on the planet is like influencers he goes oh yeah by far I said bang for a buck for a company you will never beat it you know because it's it's gotten big, like you know, it's, it's YouTube channels can get a million views on a video, and they can make three videos a week, and they can say, "Hey, one one placement," and next thing you know, that that company's product is being seen 
you know, nine million times this week. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <clears throat> but yeah, so that was good. That was kind of a relief. I was like, I was shocked they wanted to sign again. He said, oh, they're so happy. You wouldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. Okay, next year my prices is different. <laughs> but yeah, no, so that's good. I didn't do a video last month because I didn't have a contract. I still don't have a contract from them. I told them that they, they they sent me all the all the gift cards to get going on some projects, but no con no contract. I should email them today. Actually, Friday is usually a good day. You shoot an email in the afternoon right before they leave. Like, oh yeah, let me get this done real quick. But yeah, I see. I've seen so much of that in my professional life. You know, well, professional. Uh, indoor professional life mm-hmm. with emails on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just convinced that you only do it to people you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or that you're so indifferent about, you've forgotten about them all week. Mm-hmm. And then it, your mind is un, subconsciously running through what you had to have done that week that you may have forgotten about. You're like, oh, I forgot to send Todd that email. Because mm-hmm. you either hate him or you care nothing about him. One yeah. way or the other. Yeah. And my dad always said, oh, Friday afternoon is the best. Mo- more business gets done. I'm like, I really don't buy that. I was never convinced because I get an email on Friday and it's like, oh, we need to get this information. But like, yeah, that's a Monday job. <laughs> I've already checked out. I'm playing ping pong. <laughs> you yeah, know? I've never seen that <clears throat> Friday was an overly productive day ex- unless Saturday wasn't a day off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I always thought Wednesdays were good for getting stuff done because people are kind of into the work routine. They're not thinking about the weekend yet. You know, you talk to people on a Monday and they're still like, they're like, oh, yeah, I know I got that pile of papers on my desk. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, yeah, let me get organized and then I'll get back to you tomorrow. But I found Wednesday people are like, okay, they've been working for a couple of days. They're not thinking about the weekend ahead. I always thought Wednesdays was the most productive day that I ever noticed. Yeah, I did. Uh, I saw a study. And this is. <clears throat> a mindless job, so I know it's not correct for everybody. <clears throat> but they found Monday hmm. was the, their most productive day, and it was because they they believed that people are either so hungover or so sad <laughs> yeah. that they're not thinking about all the other distractions yeah. that they do the rest of the week, and they're just sitting there not thinking about their job. They're just doing it. Yeah. And pumping stuff out that they don't know they're doing, and hmm. and that was a job where they were um, <clears throat> they were building circuit boards. Hmm. Um, so they were just putting little widgets in circuit board holes before they got picked up, and then you know ran over the um, pool of molten tin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. In that particular industry, they found Monday. Hmm. Uh, but, eh, eh. I, I found in the job when I was working on airplanes that you were productive when, you know, you had to be. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you had to get that airplane flying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's so difficult in a military environment 
I got a, it's very easy in a civilian environment, but very difficult in a military environment to fake doing work yeah. on an airplane, <laughs> you know, cause there's so many levels of double checking. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually Todd, double checking <clears throat> only means that there's one level of, Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of airplanes, my dad got his pilot license last week. This week. This week. What? Yeah. Did was it an upgrade or his first time or? First time. Yeah. Oh. oh uh, well, he had, a couple weeks ago he went, and I guess in his, the one thing he didn't pass was his tight turns. He ended up losing too much elevation. And so he had to redo that part of it. And then he was hoping to get it. And so they, they actually f- flew home yesterday from Phoenix. And so I think it was Monday or Tuesday he did his test and boom, boom, he passed it. So officially he's got his pilot's license. So these uh, kids are excited because he's going to take them flying next week. He goes, oh, we'll be, we'll be home. They've got some stuff to do on the week. And he said, I'll take you guys up flying a whole bunch. So I don't know, Grandpa. You <clears throat> just got your license. I'm not sure I want my kid. <laughs> Oh, my dad is a dangerous guy. Like, so here's something. We're talking about this. And I said, listen, I said, whatever happens, if grandpa tries to do cool stuff, you tell him to stop it. You know, I went flying with Jerry and he said, oh, the people that push the luck are the people that die. You know, and it's like, oh, he'll do these swoop overs and like you can do like those for a sec where you go up and there's no gravity and stuff. And he says, that's enough. He goes, I I can't do too much of that because I don't want to keep playing these games. But um, so one time my dad went and Isaiah... Our second son, I think he was maybe a year old or something, like very, very young. I think he could barely walk. But anyways, my dad has this old John Deere D. I think it's a 1936 John Deere D tractor. And he was taking all the kids for a ride on it. And we were at the campfire, and he was actually riding around on their lawn. And for some reason, my dad thought it would be a good idea to put Isaiah on there by himself. And then he cranked the wheels and put it in reverse. And if you know what John Deere D, the the seat is behind the wheels. You're you're yeah. the very last thing. Yeah, putting and he gets off and he he goes, hey, give me my phone. I need a picture. And Steph was, oh, Jeremy, and I ran. She's freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what, what, what? And I was like, if this one year old decides to let go or falls or hits a bump, he's underneath the tires. Of, going forward would have been one thing. Going in reverse, like all oh, that and. Oh my goodness, the stuff that he's, and so we told the kids, they'd go for sleepovers with my parents, and I says, if grandpa takes you in the bobcat or the tractor, you're not allowed to go. And I told him, I said, dad, you're never taking my kids on this tractor ever again. I will do it, but you're not allowed to. He goes, what do you mean? I said, dad, do you just think about what you just did. Just think about that for a moment. And my dad, I don't know, he's a dangerous guy. He's always cutting himself up, like, he's doing work on his windmill. He's got his big windmill, I don't know how high it is, 30 feet, um, and my mom made him promise that he'll never go up there without a safety harness. Oh, I won't, I won't, I won't. Something was weird with it, and he just ran up there one day. He freed it. He got it. Something was jammed. As soon as it came free, it was a windy day, and a blade came and, like, just four-inch cut right on his forehead and knocked him, and he almost fell off. Like, he just, he takes so many crazy, I don't know how he's alive, so I'm a little pretty nervous about flying, him flying with the kids. It's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I should wait till they have, because my dad bought a Cirrus. Um, he picked it up and some friends flew it back across the country for him. I should wait till he has that up here. Be like, once you bring your Cirrus up, then you can take my kids. <laughs> I don't want them in a Cessna. <laughs> At least they could press a button and just eject with a parachute, you know. Ugh. 
Oh, other news about aviation I didn't tell you about, I don't think. Uh, my oldest got accepted to college. Ooh, yeah. God. Yeah, commercial aviation he's taking at Prairie Bible College. It's one of the one of the top aviation schools in this part of the world. So that's exciting. It is. Yeah, so to your program, uh, they do some stuff in the summertime. A lot of a lot of it's actually in the summer because the weather's the best. I said they used to not they used to do it like regular school, but he said it's nobody wants to be getting their hours when it's minus thirty outside in the prairie. So, but yeah, and I think it's is it two years? Just over two years. Like by the time he's twenty, twenty one, he'll be he'll have his commercial airline license. So that's crazy. That's exciting stuff. Wish I had a you gun. <laughs> Cutting an education. I got to ask this. Your opinion on this. Yeah. Why is it a good idea? Or should we do it or shouldn't we do it? Whatever. However you want to answer. <clears throat> but kids getting summer breaks in school. Mm-hmm. I think it's the biggest load of horse pucky in the world, particularly in university. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah. I think that's a great time to get you a get job. Three months make- off a year for work? Yeah. To give you a break? Yeah. No. That's true. Yeah, that's well, I mean, your job one. is to go to school, particularly in college. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you going year-round? Yeah. And then it'd be a three-year school. And it's like... Oh, wait. Therein lies the rub. Yeah. For the school. Yeah. And it's not like teachers. It's like, I I can't teach all year long. It's way too exhausting. It's like, no, no, there's there's intellectual jobs that people do. Like a lawyer? (laughs) You think they're not thinking and using their brain and strategizing all year long? Yeah, they get their vacation time. Everybody should have some vacation time. But yeah, no, that's an interesting one. And I think about like in grade school, I'm like, yeah, man, they could get these kids educated. Like we could not start them till later when they're actually ready to learn, especially boys. They're not ready to learn in grade one. You out of your mind? Like you're playing with Play-Doh for like the first two years of school. That's a, that's an yeah. efficient thing to pay a government employee to do. And then if you never get out of the habit of eating crayons, you just grow up to be a Marine. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, it's funny, the teachers have, um, the teachers union is uh, threatening to sue because they've just announced with these lock, these ease of summer restrictions that children in school don't have to wear a mask. And the Alberta teachers union is considering uh, suing or taking some legal action because they've created an unsafe work environment (laughs) and they want masking in schools indefinitely. I've that they've come out with a statement. They haven't done anything with it yet, but I'm like, wow, that is nuts. So that's the education system for yeah. you. And <clears throat> I, I saw an interesting tidbit of the uh, day before yesterday. There are a lot of parents turning the corner on the mask mandate in schools, and somebody realized it. The, wait a minute. The more kids that get vaccinated. The more parents turn the corner on school mask mandates. Hmm, I wonder if there's a correlation. How do you mean turn the corner? Like become against them? Yeah. Okay. And so you're you're a 
pro-vaccine guy, but now you're anti-mask in schools, and it's sometime after your kids get back. Is it because kids aren't as stupid as people want them to think they are? I mean, they are stupid, but not as stupid. Yeah. And by stupid, I mean lacking knowledge, not, you know, retarded. Yeah. Um, but they kids can think logically because mm-hmm. they haven't been ruined yeah. most of the time. So, wait a minute. I have the vaccine. Why do I have to wear a mask? Mom, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you can't answer it in a way that's going to convince even a child um, using logic. So you get tired of hearing it, and they're like, oh, great, let me call the school board. Yeah. Change yeah. my mind on this stupid <laughs> mask thing. Yeah. I yeah. just like to think that's why, you know. Yeah. I have a crazy prediction. Crazy. This this is going to make me sound like a nut job, but I think that in two years, the vaccine will be illegal. Nah. That's my that's my prediction. Can't. It may, it may go away quietly. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be any legislation on it because that no. would piss off the uh, big pharma. The big pharma, and you can't have that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, no, we, it's we still have government agencies protecting Pfizer for stuff they did at the beginning of the global war yeah, on terrorism true. True. twenty years ago. Yeah, and that was a condition. Like I remember hearing some things about it that they wanted something and they said, well, this isn't approved yet. And they said, that's fine. Zero liability. Your company has complete protection. We just need something. Well, as long as it was mandated uh, for anybody, they're mm-hmm. protected. So the gentleman, one of the, the guys who invented the MNRA technology was speaking at this freedom rally in, in uh, Washington, D.C. And he said that the intent of this was experimental and it was never supposed to be used on humans. Like, it's not like we ever created this so that we could use it. And he said the fact that they're putting it into human beings is absolutely wrong. He said, I invented this technology. We don't know what it is. It is fascinating and it is a realm of science and study that needs to continue and it's incredibly important. But we have no clue what it does. And this, even the former uh, CEO of Pfizer, he said that children are 50 times more likely to die from the vaccine than from COVID-19. And I wish they would stop calling it a vaccine because by definition, a vaccine has to have uh, a part of the virus it's protecting you from, either a dead part or a, you know, a reduced part. There is zero COVID inside this vaccine. They call a COVID vaccine. It is gene altering experiments, right? Like, it, um, this uh, this shit's going down and, and it's com- coming out. I guarantee in two years, if you want a vaccine, you will not be allowed to get it. It may not be available. Yeah. Uh, Nuremberg 2.0 is for real. say, nope, you can't have it because, <clears throat> you know. I think they will. Once they find out what it's actually about, there's finally whistleblowers well, stepping out. See, because the governments have to protect themselves from lawsuits as well. Yeah. So... But they've already you know, done that. Pfizer's been, already, you know, protected. But the governments have to protect themselves all the way from your local government, all the way up to federal. So, you know, I don't. I think it'll just be quietly pushed into a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just not making that anymore. COVID's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Because when They'll you never in, say you can't or you won't or anything, because then it means we were wrong. Yeah. But when you've got it, 
No. And in Canada, when you get the vaccine, you sign away the right to sue for any, uh, because any vaccine that we've ever known, uh, people have allergies, right? It's like, hey, I got some free peanuts, free peanuts. You have a peanut allergy, all of a sudden you drop dead. Okay, that's different. Are peanuts bad? Are peanuts horrible? No. People react differently to different things. There's things that are safe for 99.999% of the world that are going to kill that 0.001, right? And so... Biden. So the, uh, governments are fully protected from this. But when it, when, I think when it comes out how dangerous it is, governments will be like, okay, nope, don't give this. This is some bad shit. <laughs> like this, this might not have been our brightest move, you know. Um, but hey, we all got paid, so it's cool. Well, here's a deep, dark <laughs> legal secret for you. That waiver is as worth about as much as the paper is printed on. Here's an old, old timey. Um, theory of law that goes all the way back to Knights of the Round Table, um, time of the world where we got our laws from. It doesn't matter what you sign, what you swear you're not going to do. It doesn't mean anything if you're forced to do it anyway. Mm. So if you're, if there's a mandate to get the vaccine, you can't waive your rights to it. It's, mm. You can waive your rights to something you do voluntarily. Yeah, yeah. But not mandated. That makes sense. So if you have a government saying you will get vaccinated or you feel, you reasonably believe you are being forced to do it, Even that's all jobs. it takes is a reasonable belief. Um, the waiver's no good. That's interesting. Because there's tons of people that are like, if you don't do this, you're going to lose your job. So that is coercion. That is being yeah. forced. That's interesting. And that would hold up in court? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does all the time. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't well, want that um, kind of power. And the most common out. example is a non-disclosure agreement in contract mm-hmm. law. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, say, a government, your local government takes your land through eminent domain, and they tell you to sign an NDA, mm-hmm. well, it's no good because you're being forced to do it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I should have you read all of my contracts I signed. <laughs> Dodd's legal advice. You know, I was never a lawyer, but, you know, I worked in law for how many years? Since 1996. Mm-hmm. So, and there are some laws that are very, very complicated, and you need to be a lawyer or someone who has worked or studied that area of law for a decade yeah. or yeah. more. But there, every other, it's just, I know lawyers that can't breathe without instructions. Mm-hmm. They're that stupid. <laughs> so if they can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's rare. Most mm. lawyers I know were too stupid to get a real job. Mm. So they became lawyers. And if you're a lawyer and you're stupid, but you're too stupid to be a lawyer, you become a politician. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. <laughs> now, not all stupid lawyer politicians are stupid. You know, they're criminals, but. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm i really hard on lawyers because I think of all the jobs in all the world, they need to be held to the highest standard, and they need to have, be the most ethical, honest people there are. Mm-hmm. Period. Because yeah. there's so many things only they can do. 
Yeah, that's true. They got There's so power. many things to protect you or that you can seek relief with that only they can do. So yeah. I think if you're a dishonest lawyer, you should be shot um, after being cut up into little pieces in the town square. And tarred and feathered. And I, <clears throat> all right, I don't know if anybody's actually thought about what that really means, tar and feathering. Mm-hmm. I've sure. seen a black and white movie of an actual uh, uh, tar and feathering uh, from back in the uh, pillowcase days of the KKK in Alabama, yeah. or no, yeah. Mississippi. And it's the most horrendous thing I've ever witnessed. I mean, seen. Uh, yeah, because tar is not cold. No. <laughs> oh, I know. You're getting... I don't know, 10th degree burns. There's no such thing. I get it, but. Yeah. Like, that are, yeah. And it's not just like, oh, it's hot and you're out. It's not like falling into a fire pit and then getting out. It's like, no, that's sitting there. That continues to burn as it cools down. And then, yeah. It, oh, yeah, that I never. You don't boil it down. You don't think about it. Oh, that's a, that's a gross way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't break it down that way, but that would be a real nasty thing to have, hey? Oh, it's, oh. it's ugh. That's gross. I kind of like the term more now, <laughs> now that I think about it. Now I can say I had say to watch it. a video of an abortion, right? Yeah. yeah. That is worse. I mean, tar and feathering was worse. Mm. Mm. Um, I, ugh. Now, I still have, I don't think about the tar and feathering ever. I still have nightmares about the abortion video, but still. Yeah. It's like I have a nightmare every once in a while of the little baby I watched the autopsy on. Mm-hmm. The baby was murdered by one of its parents, shaken baby syndrome, and they were doing mm-hmm. the autopsy. And I still have nightmares where that cut open baby with its parts laying all over, you know, sits up and speaks yeah. to me. Ugh. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I cried through the whole thing. Cause yeah. It's just. Because you're not just watching this baby's autopsy. That in and of itself is just clinical, right? Yeah. But you think about the reason it's laying there. Yeah. And the um, the biblical level betrayal a parent committed on that kid. Yeah. Um, that's why I think anybody who does that, among other things, they should be strapped to the business end of an almond tree shaker. And we should have a shaken adult syndrome. Yeah. Punishments. Well, I agree. Hundred percent. You know, because the baby can't do a single thing about it. They have zero protection except from the adults in their life, or in theory, it should be their parents. So when parents are the ones that instigate violence or harm to a child, Oh, there is no room on earth for a human that does that. Like, that should be instant. No questions asked. Oh, really? You abuse your kid? You, you killed your baby? You shook it to death? Oh, okay, cool. You, you don't even get a phone call. You're dead. You can't say goodbye. You can't see your family. No, no priest is going to come try and bless you. No, sorry. Here you go. This is your execution date. It's tomorrow. Have the last day on earth to think about how horrible you are and how great this place will be when you're off. That's bad stuff. That took a dark turn real quick, hey? 
Well, just you like it is, you load your kids up in a minivan and drive them into a lake. Yeah. But you don't have the balls to stay with them. Yeah. And I, I have something special planned for you. Yeah, yeah. No, child abuse is all oh, that just boils my blood. And I don't I don't care what anybody says. Child abusers need to die. Every single one. We can hang them. We could put them in a firing squad. But just no. Can't can't live. That's it. Full top, full stop. There's no debate. There's no argument. There's no but this is no. Nope. Nope. You abuse a child, you're dead. You're dead. That's how it should be. Well, there was a guy, right? And this is a, a news article from this week. Um, there's a guy who was caught with child pornography, thrown in jail, gets out of jail. This Nimrod starts a charity for, you know, I don't know, the Society of American Pedophiles or something. I don't know trying to legitimize the lifestyle of being a pedophile. Mm. So he starts a charity for pedophiles. And he was just caught again with child porn on his computer. Now, I don't care whether or not he was doing it or whether the task force, you know, planted it on his computer just to get rid of his sick behind. Uh, he's sick because he did it the first time. Mm-hmm. And after dealing with these people in the legal and psychological community, whether they were child molesters or child pornographers, there's no cure. And I've interviewed several hundred. um, There's no cure. And the sane ones know it. They will tell you, I don't know why I'm attracted to children. I don't know why I have these urges. But... There's no, I've tried everything and even the guy who had it cut off and the other guy who cut his own off, he said the urges never stop. Hmm. So no, there's no cure. And, and one of the guys I talked to had, he's probably the worst human being I've ever had a conversation with. And this includes the serial killers that I've talked to. But this guy was had zero remorse. He thought there was nothing, nothing wrong with what he was doing, right? Mm. Absolutely none. And he's like, every minute of every day, I'm just, you know, fantasizing. Um, wow. This, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I, when he had money, right? If he saves up enough money or whatever in prison, before he, somebody figured this out, he would get a stranger, give him money to come visit him, right? That way he's in the visitor center. And there's, what are the probability that somebody's bringing their baby to see their daddy? Ugh. So now I can look at that baby and or that child or that you know little person and fantasize. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and I, and <clears throat> he's um, and he he came back to reality for a minute and looked at me. He goes, "Your your face it it looks like you want to kill me." And he thought it was funny, 
I'm like, dude, I've been nothing but fantasizing about killing you since I walked in here. Huh. That's nasty. Ugh. We got to change the subject. <laughs> That's a messed up world, isn't it, Todd? Well, when someone was allowed to open a charity for pedophiles, just allowed to open the charity, is it- that's... Our world has been stamped void by the by the maker. Just saying. Yeah. Huh. There actually is a charity like that. <clears throat> there was. I mean, oh, he had it. Bloody. Huh. I bet uh, GoFundMe sends money to them. They probably support that kind of crap for sure. Well, of course <clears throat> they do. Um, look at how many people were were or could have been on that guy who didn't kill himself list you know yeah yeah epstein yep see it's it's and all the people we know like bill clinton the queen of england that went to that island and nobody's like well we know he's a pedophile oh my god uh, oh don't worry about why these people went you know they're good Mm -hmm. people what see that's see that's where i we now know we now know for a fact that Bill Clinton molested a child, and child being anyone under the age of 16, on that train. Yeah. Uh, hello? And that that's what I say, like, when people talk about Illuminati, I think about that stuff. Like, the super elite of the world doing stuff that nobody else knows about. And, and well, if I, the Illuminati is doing that instead of just running the world, it's like Caligula was the Illuminati. I don't know who that is, but but no, the the thing is, so the pharmacies and governments are working together right now. Uh, and, and when you just say it's like reasonably sit back and say, okay, who's benefiting from the pandemic? Well, definitely big pharma, right? Big pharma, uh, how, governments, politicians, yeah. And, and, and people say, like, do you do you not think, like, if you say this, people are like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. But is there a chance that, you know, maybe politicians are somehow being encouraged to get people to get vaccinated? Is it possible? Because doctors get paid by pharmaceutical companies to recommend medicines. Like, they get sponsored. Like, chemotherapy, they make a lot of money from that. Oh, not when I'm king. Yeah, but I mean that happened. So what's the difference? I like, I don't care what anybody says. And people say you're absolute conspiracy theorist, nut. And I will go ahead. You can call me that. I really don't care what anyone <laughs> thinks, right? But our politicians are making so much money hand over fist that it is in their best interest to get as many of us vaccinated with an unproven, soon to be proven dangerous vaccine. Air quote vaccine, gene modify your your DNA modifying experiment. So cool. Yeah. Neat. Like this is some crazy stuff coming out and I'm not joking. If justice were served, this would wipe out almost every government on earth because they would all get thrown into prison. But I mean, that's not how we work here. We just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people define as the Illuminati and I haven't really looked into it at all, but a small group of individuals that control every aspect of the world. And I personally don't believe it. I can be wrong. I can be right. Doesn't matter. 
Yeah. But I, I think that our world's never gone in the same direction, right? And there are people like, well, these, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's all about politicians and the leaders of big business, Fortune 500 companies, publicly traded companies. These, Well, all of these successful people that you're saying run the world are not in the same group. And they're all opportunists. That's how they got where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they have no, <clears throat> many of them have no moral compass and they're opportunists. That's how they got to be president or the head of Amazon or, you know, usurping Tesla's name for profit, you know, mm-hmm. just to name a few. Yeah. But they're not going to work together. No. And see, I, like, I don't think it's quite like that, but I do, I do somehow think that the super rich people, uh, like the powerful, ultra wealthy, ultra elite, I think a lot of stuff they do affects everybody below them. Oh, of course. That's, but it's not like they're like, okay, we're going to control everything. But I do think they get together and talk and be like, Hey, let's, and I think they serve each other's interests together. Um, I like, like hold the Bill Gates guy, man, that Bill Gates is a shadiest. Oh, I can't stand the guy. And he's doing some back, backdoor deals, some really shady crap that's going to work good for his interests as well as the interests of other very wealthy uh, people. They, they serve each other. It's like, yeah, hey, you, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Right. Oh, that's another island visitor. I'm hoping that comes back to haunt him. Oh, and his. He, but he was the one, see, when they're doing all this island stuff, he made a whole bunch of contributions to a whole bunch of different campaigns so that nobody talks about him. Well, his wife is. Yeah, that's true. That's <clears throat> true. She might not kill herself, too. Yeah. I know, right? That's <laughs> so crazy. But oh, wow. I don't think there's a there's a, a lar- an extremely large group of ultra-rich, ultra-powerful people controlling the world. They're not doing it as a concerted effort with a predetermined goal. No, they're just trying to get richer. Yeah, that's all they're doing. I want yeah. more power and more rich. It's like the, uh, I don't know, you, you're not a, a video file for old movies probably like me, but in the movie uh, Key Largo with Humphrey Bogart, when he's dealing with uh, the mobster Johnny Rocco that was kicked out of the country and came back from Cuba for a one final deal and they're up holding up in this hotel on Key Largo. Uh, <clears throat> once the group finds out it's Johnny Rocco and they're all in this one room having a conversation, um, they're like, well, what did, what did he want? What did Johnny Rocco want? And he's like, well, I, I, I don't know. And Humphrey Bogart interjects, well, he wanted more. He's like, yeah, yeah, I wanted more. Yeah. And when you got that, it, will it ever be enough? And he goes, well, no, no, it'll never be enough. I'll always want more. And that was just that right there is a, you know, a 35-second scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. But it tells the tale of every powerful ultra rich person or politician ever. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, and Caligula was a Roman emperor. That was, um, a pervert beyond, beyond 
the nth definition of perversion. Hmm. It's a good thing I've never heard of them. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's a crazy world we live in. But you know what happened to Caligula? No. He was murdered. Oh, good. Romans had a way of dealing with people. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, crazy world. You know, the part of the thing with the Illuminati and all these ultra rich and stuff, and you think about it, and it is something that I think is a lot to get into. Probably don't have time in this show, but like the Great Reset. When you when you hear about that, and it's a real thing, like it's a it's not a conspiracy theory. Um, it's like, wow, that's that that to me points to, you know, just a small group of players trying to control all of us. Okay, so you'll have nothing and be happy with that. Oh, okay, cool. Does that I don't mean think that'll have get en- ever have as much traction as it needs to get over. No, it will not. It will not. And it, it, here's why I say that. The public-facing people that they get dumb enough to believe it are dumb enough to believe it, mm-hmm. and they come across that way like Trudeau. Mm-hmm, exactly. He was a big... Big reset guy, yeah. Uh, Prince Charles, big re- <laughs> and they're. I mean, you look at these two guys, and you're like, I know, <laughs> you're a snake oil salesman from way back. Come on, yeah. come yeah. on, I'm not gonna believe that. Yeah, you tell me it's daylight outside. I'm going outside. I'm gonna yeah. check. See, you, you know the funny thing I've noticed that well, we all know how stupid politicians are, but anytime they do something, I'm like, man, I could have done that so much better, even to their own end, like. So with this whole pandemic thing, you know, if jo- what Justin Trudeau wants is complete, uh, like totalitarian dictatorship of this country, right? Well, you can't have that when we have guns. You just can't. And he tried to take all our guns with the, the most retarded measure possible. He's like, all these guns, including airsoft guns. And, you know, he just went like a little hissy fit, right? He hissy fits all the time. And it was so ridiculous. We all laughed at him. And then he was mocked. And, okay, this is a little bit stupid. Settle down. Whereas if you were just to say, okay, listen, you know what? I think I think the barrel length on guns is a little too too short. I think we need to increase the barrel length a bit, just, just out of safety. And if you would incrementally play a longer game, but little freedom here, little thing here, little thing there, boom, boom. Next thing you know, Canadians would be largely disarmed, which we're not. It's a misconception. People are like, oh, Canadians don't have guns. Well, <laughs> I know every single neighbor on my road has a lot of guns. But uh, same thing with these these measures, right? Like if they want to maintain some type of a control uh, through this pandemic, wh- however that makes them feel, they love the control. Well, you know what? Ease some of the restrictions on your own, right? Like, okay, we're going to slowly do this, slowly do this. I'm sure they could keep the masking mandate inside public spaces for another five years, if they would have gotten rid of some of these things and not said, okay, we're going to tax the unvaccinated, we're going to ease restrictions, this, this, they could have some level of control for much longer, but instead they're like all or nothing. And people are like, no, hell no, we're done. I'm, this is stupid, man. And all of a sudden the yeah, people get mad. Not, I actually heard a, um, somebody talk about this on the radio yesterday on the way back. Had they not done anything with the vaccine forcefully, if they just said, here's a vax, take it if you want, don't mm-hmm. if you don't. But for public safety, for your own safety, mm-hmm. mask and uh, what do you call it? Uh, social distancing. Mm-hmm. And for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And they did nothing with the vaccine and just did that. 
I mean, that is in, in a lot of control, right? Mm-hmm. But not shut down restaurants and all this other crap that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, you can't go to a restaurant, you can go to a liquor store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crap like that. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Now, I believe they should have shut down, um, like, all professional sports. Mm-hmm. Because I think they're stupid, not have anything to do with Corona. But <laughs> oh no, hockey! I like hockey. I'm not a big sports no, guy, but I love th- hockey. But here's the thing: there's a there's a benefit to children learning soccer and hockey. Mm-hmm. There is. Um, it has to do with overall teamwork, dedication, blah blah blah. Right, life lessons. Mm-hmm. There is no benefit that can't be reached somewhere else to football, to baseball, mm-hmm. and to basketball. It's all about profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's all about advertising and profit. Sorry. They got to go. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you're a school, every dollar you put into sports has to be matched into the arts. Mm-hmm. Including, like, uh, tech school stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to an interesting podcast. They talk about the school sports and how, like, the big teams has completely, like, destroyed physical fitness, PE. Yeah. And, and he said that's the worst, some of the worst things for the health of the school is for them to have a big, huge sports team and then some type of a sponsorship where you look at the, uh, he, this guy, he's actually, he's a, uh, what do you call it when you're trying to, push for change and different laws and stuff. Um, pretty smart guy. He's a doctor. And then I think he's also a lawyer. He's got a law degree too. But, um, you know, he started noticing, he's an older gentleman, but it was just noticing like this huge increase in, they call them old people health problems, like diabetes, um, all these different things. And it said, because kids these days don't move. They literally don't move. They're staring at their stupid screens. And he said, the one last place that we could actually implement something if they're, you know, if their parents are, we could use the education system and we can have daily physical education, PE, that's minimum one hour. And he said, these kids would just it, completely, and he's got numbers on the burden on the healthcare system and this and that. And it's, it's very interesting, but he says one well, of the big if problems they put, if is they the would teams. put a blood sugar test, a quick finger prick test on playstations, boy, you know, your blood sugar yeah. must be below 99 to be able to play. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I had one guy, like, I put a, yeah, no, I, I think we talked about this last week, but no, it's crazy, man. It's insane. Okay, I got some. I think some. we should talk more about this next week. I am so passionate about fixing education and destroying most public, uh, I mean, professional sports yeah. the way they are now. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We can still have them. We can't have them the way we'd have them now. No. You should be able to make a living of, as a good tradesman. I guess the, the, the one thing is some sports are a very short career, but I got a little thing I found on the internet. I thought it was funny. Would you like me to read it to you? Todd uh, is stupid. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. If you die and get cremated, you can be put in an hourglass and still be included in family game night. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, right on. Well, that's a that's a pretty good show. We're almost at two hours. I got like an hour and fifty five or something. 
Man. I, uh, mm, mm, mm. yeah, for after the podcast. Okie dokie. I'll share something with you. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Todd. Always enjoyed thank talking. You. Yeah, talking with you. And thank you, listeners, for eavesdropping. It's been great having you here. Hopefully, we've uh, made you think or offended you. One of the two. And just remember, it has nothing to do with this podcast, but no matter what you do on YouTube as a viewer, as a fan, or as a hater, if you, I encourage you to go to a channel you hate and just leave nasty, hateful comments <laughs> for a video, four or five, every video, I encourage it. You know why? It helps them. <laughs> it's true. Yep. It doesn't matter what, how you're um, interacting with a video. It helps them. Yep. So the thumbs down means the same thing as a thumbs up, mm-hmm. except to the, you know, the owner of the channel, mm-hmm. um, the content creator. It might hurt their feelings, but whatever. If they don't but care. To YouTube for the algorithm. It, it's the same thing. Yep. And a, I hate you comment or I, and I love you comment means the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more people hate your video, the more likely it'll it'll do better than any other one. <laughs> it, it, and that is the truth. Yeah. There's a a video out there with uh, like 50 million views. I think that's what I heard. 50 million views in a very very short period of time. It's like a record breaker with YouTube, and 90 percent of it is all negative. No, oh, that's funny. And it stayed viral went back viral went dormant came back went viral it's just crazy and it and it the point to the guy telling the story was it's just the algorithms broke yeah you know it is meaningless yeah it is except for how it directs traffic mhm Yep, YouTube used to be good. You know, if you want to see something, you had to type it in a search bar and then be like, oh, okay, this guy's got a video about that. And if the title matched what you were searching for, that's what you'd find. And then, cool, that's interesting. And I remember the early days of YouTube, man. It was cool. Before Google got, got involved. Yeah. I remember watching and, you know, it's just the video quality is better now, but the content, I don't think, is it, Better than it used to be. I think no. it's worse. No, I agree. I agree. Very select few channels actually like, okay, the, the quality's better and the content's better. You know, there's a couple channels that have done that, but by and large, it's just like, hey, if you make a video every day, you're going to get it recommended. So let's just make stupid videos every single day. And I've done that. And I would like, I, speaking of YouTube, and speaking of one of our favorite topics, YouTube and hating on um GoPro, mm-hmm. I would like to give the audience some homework just to think about. And then let us know what you think. Almost every channel I watch that uses GoPro spends 90% of the time when they even discuss audio video equipment Complaining, hey, sorry about the video. Sorry about the audio. My GoPro's messing up. My GoPro's broke. I can't get my GoPro to work. Just absolutely trashing GoPro for factual defects, right? Yep. 
and they still use GoPro. <laughs> Do you know what, Todd? They're on the, they went from GoPro 1 to 10. They're still using GoPro, but my God, I hate them. <laughs> Why are they still using them? That's but, the question. And I am those people, and I can't tell you. But I will tell you this. So I bought the 10, I don't know, maybe a month ago. It is the best GoPro I've ever owned, and I don't really care. I happen to be shooting in 4K with it right now. The reason it's the best is that when I turn it on, it just turns on. When I hit record, it just records, and when I hit stop, it just stops. When I turn it off, it just turns off. I've literally had zero issues, and all I want from this camera is to work. And that's what I've never gotten from any GoPro. Yes, they could have amazing stabilization and ooh, slip, slap, doop, dab, blah, 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 whatever. But when I turn it off and it won't turn off and literally I have to pull the battery one out of two times, oh, it's not hard. It's a power button. It's an on-off. That's all I want. The 10 has impressed me. It's brought, brought me full circle to the point where I'm like, okay, I like, I'm a GoPro 10 fan at the moment. One of the uh, channels I watch, but I don't interact with channels quite a bit because I watch on my big screen TV. Mm, yeah. And I, so I ask a question. Well, my my name, Todd, happens to also be another longtime viewer and um, patron and friend to this channel also happens to be the name of one of his relatives todd right mm. apparently he didn't look at the last name and he i am to me the answer to my question and then mm. he went oh god i didn't know you weren't so and so please <laughs> please please do not share this i have an nda oh that's funny so i'll tell you what he said off the air but <laughs> okay <laughs> That sounds good. So, I won't tell the audience because I promise I wouldn't tell the audience, but I think I've given you enough information by not telling you that you know what he said. Mm-hmm. There we go. And we'll leave you guys with that mystery. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next see week. next week. Unless somebody's in jail. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs>